Welcome to another fine edition of the World Wide Wheel Show. This week with a different setup. Yeah, it's uh, acoustic. It is, it's intriguing. It's kind of like, it's odd not having a microphone in my face. I've gotten used to that, like the microphone sits sort of near your head. I quite prefer it not being Dude, in my face. Dude, it feels yeah. more like, yeah, more, more like a conversation. But then I might just fade out into nothing. That's, that's not, deep. <laughs> you, you might drown me out. Wow, that's like a philosophical point. <laughs> what well, some people they just fade away they fade away next to the might of worldwide will uh, but no not on this occasion but yes anyway welcome to the show it has been a week or two as we've had some technical difficulties and whatnot fear not though we are back on the airwaves and we're gonna throw some quality audio at you so to that end let's jump straight into some first world problems what do we got this week? What's ailing you? So my, my first one, uh, mm-hmm. when you get a new yoga mat and you've got to flatten it out. <laughs> yes, with the edges curve. Yep. And then you have that dilemma afterwards. I know I have to put this away. I have to roll it up. It's going to go back to being bendy again and well, twisted. Well, it'll be slightly more flat, mm. but yeah. I had a worse one than that. I had a yoga mat that had that problem and I just got it right. And at the time I had a pet ferret who thought it was the best thing ever to just claw and tear at. Chew it. So I've still got one that's just riddled with little tiny holes because I'm cheap <laughs> and I won't buy another. Scan. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, there are only two HDMI ports on my HD telly, so I can't have my Xbox, my PlayStation and my DirecTV or whatever box plugged in at the same time. Buy a new TV. Yeah, I have this problem at the moment. I want a new TV, but my, my significant other, hard yes, is kind of going, no, our TV's big enough, we don't need another telly. And I'm like, I really want another telly. Or do as I do, mm. and have an amplifier that got, does all the HDMI for you. That's a much better idea. That's a very good thing. Yeah, I should do that. So I've got one here. When you order a sugar-free drink on your online shopping, and they replace it with the sugar-laden <gasps> version. Heresy. Especially when you're watching your numbers. Did, yeah. did you notice in time? Because I've done that before. When they change the labels on things like like Sprite, other drinks are available, where they put out Sprite Zero, and it has the same colouring as old Sprite used to, that like grey and green rather than just all green. And I, I bought one and was like, what is this? <laughs> like, I'll be honest, mm. this wasn't my problem. Uh, was someone that's else's? Fair, that's fair. A lot of them aren't. That first one, I'm having that problem. That wasn't my text. There we go. See, that's the first world problem in itself. Sorry, don't properly understand the first world problem. <laughs> Uh, I just spent $800 or whatever it is in the UK on a HTC Vive and $1,200 on a new computer and I'm still terrible at video games. Well, I've heard <laughs> it just makes it really hard. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh, it makes what really hard? Especially if you're yes. watching... Uh, no, what you're mm. about. <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea. <laughs> I imagine, yeah, having a HTC Vive, it depends what you're watching on it. Moving swiftly on. Indeed, for the uninitiated, that's a 3D visor thing. When you can't uninstall the factory-loaded apps off your phone. Yes. I'm looking at you, HTC. Yeah, HTC. In your face. I don't want no Facebook. Yep, when they go like, do you, and you try and uninstall it, it goes, do you want to default back to the factory version of this app? No, I want it gone. Nope. I want it purged with fire from my life. Okay, told a friend I liked a TV show just for the sake of conversation, and now I need to binge watch it all so we can discuss the latest episode on Tuesday. 
Someone yeah. had this with Game of Thrones, I think, was the issue. Well, that kind of runs on with my mm. next problem. Having to avoid social media after the initial airing of your favourite TV programme to yes. avoid spoilers. Yes, I've yet to see episode three of that particular show, in fact. And la 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 la, silence internet. Yeah, and I need to, I need to like totally watch it tonight. Yeah, it has to. You're in a little window, thing, aren't you? Thing is, I'm not. I don't spoil things for people. If mm. someone's watching it, I'll say, oh, oh yeah. like, enjoy it. It'll be good. And yeah. then they'll ask me questions, and I'll just stand like, there. I can't say anything. Yeah, like, no. but what, what, what's this? What does this character do? I really cannot tell you that without telling you everything about the episode. Is he still alive? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, <laughs> there's no good response to that because if the, yeah, you're like, oh, I literally can't tell you anything. I'm going to leave spoil. now. He's <laughs> back out of the door. <laughs> A chocolate chip clogged the straw in my frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be that. That's incredibly There's, first one. See, this is it. There's one on the back of that as well. The, those things Starbucks do, where the straw has like a little scoop at the bottom, like a spoon. Yeah. Which means you can't suck up that last half inch. That's so difficult. That's so you've gotta, evil. You got to neck it, and then it yeah. just splats and your face. Just, <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Uh, I have over a hundred followers on Instagram, but can never get enough likes to change from a list of names to a number. <laughs> you never quite hit that point. Like, where is my number? Obviously, Damn not it. using the right hashtag. And on that note, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Worldwide Will Carve and Worldwide Will Radio. All right, I've got a few more. Uh, I have several first world problems, but I am too afraid to express them in public because I'd be judged. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's not an issue with first world problems, is it? You're judged instantly the moment you, you pronounce it. Yeah. I want to stand in the sun, but if I do, it's slightly difficult to see my phone screen. See, I've I've had a problem at the mm. moment actually, because um, I've I've got a convertible car. Oh yeah. And because it's so small, <laughs> the uh, the top of the windscreen bit, the console, doesn't block the sun out when you're driving. So I'm constantly blinded when <laughs> I've got the roof down. That is a proper first world problem. Yeah. <laughs> like I took the roof down in my car, and now the sun is too bright. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. Well, that brings us to the end of first world problems. So, without further ado, we move on into the wonderful world of the good internet and the bad internet. I've got some corkers. Let's hear some. So, my first one is a website called slapkirk.com. <laughs> and it's is that right what here. it sounds like? And you get to slap Captain Kirk. Damn. So, it comes on and uh, <laughs> it's got a picture of him and you've just got to move your mouse from side to side to make oh, him slap wow, himself. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> you can't slap too fast because it hurts him. You've got to do it just the right amount. Uh, what happens if you hurt him too much? It game over. You lose. Oh right. So you <laughs> yeah, you've got to be careful. Uh, is this in? Oh, the people are setting like records and stuff for this. No idea. Just found it today. <laughs> just a thing you can slap Captain Cook. Well, if you have a powerful urge to slap a young William Shatner, then. That's the way to do it. Was there an episode of Star Trek where he slapped himself? Is that where they got that from? Yeah, and I think there's one as well where Spock smacks him a little uh, bit too. That sounds like fun. Especially if they do it with the hand with the gap in the middle. Yeah. Live long and prosper this fool! <laughs> that would be fantastic. What do you All think? Right. Uh, good internet. Sounds like a stress reliever. <laughs> I'm in incredible pain. That would be... Uh, yeah, that was my Captain Kirk impression. Anyway, moving on. Um, okay, have you heard of the corn drill challenge? No. Okay, well I became aware of this because of a news story about a woman who's had her hair pulled from her head whilst oh. doing the corn drill challenge. Now what oh. this is, is eating corn on the cob from a rotating power drill. Oh. 
So you stick a corn on a crop on a power drill, you spin it round and you have to eat the corn whilst it does this. Now, everyone's talked about, like, like the internet went crazy when it first appeared, saying, like, oh, you're going to damage your teeth, all this sort of things. This lady had a slightly different issue. Her hair got caught. Her hair got caught. Oh, no. Um, and it rips a big chunk from the front of her head, clean off. Pretty much scalps as While it? she's on the thing. Not completely, but yeah, pulls the hair out. And she look, and, and there's a bit where you can see this massive ball patch and she's, she's kind of like flabbergasted at this, this lady in China and kind of looks at the script and sort of leans forward and shows where it is and it's all like red. Like it doesn't start bleeding, thankfully, but you know, and you're like, oh. oh. Um, apparently there was a follow-up video where she went to the doctor who thankfully told her that don't worry, you haven't done permanent harm. It will grow back, uh, but it's going to take a while. Um, and basically, apparently, it was it was sparked by a video, a video posted by a Chinese vlogger called Ita Yang, uh, whose attempt to eat the corn in under ten seconds has been viewed millions of times. So it's very the, much gone viral. The Chinese viral. are really weird, aren't they, for food eating contests? Yes, that they seems do to a be lot a, of that. Um, yeah, they're really good at it. And a lot of their internet sort of like mean things that go viral, these sorts of challenges, because obviously you have the ice bucket challenge and things over here. And yeah, stuff, um, seem to follow eating a lot. <laughs> Uh, but in this case, they're obviously taking it pretty hardcore, and a lot of people have said it's completely unsafe. Um, right, so we've got a couple ones. One I think is a pretty big slam dunk, which is the corn drill challenge. <laughs> yeah, about something. Bad. <laughs> and you're going to see that corn when you flush as well. Uh, and the second issue is the, the woman leaving the video up of it pulling hair from her head. I think that's good myself. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's what people are. Hey, yeah, look, this is what's going to happen at some point. Because she's lucky, really. Didn't get all of her hair. Yeah. Just got a little patch. Yeah, like, I think that was quite possibly... A, yeah, yeah, maybe. Because then people watch it and be like, that could happen to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, it's I, I can't remember from the video how clamped down the power drill is. But if you think about it, if it's a hand power drill, which it is, and you're just holding it to try and get the corn. Yeah. If it gets hold of a lot of your hair... Either your head or the drill are going to go towards each other very quick. Oh, so horrible. Right, so if you get, you're either going to get belted in the head by a flying power drill, <laughs> or it's just going to scalp you. Either way, like, ugh. So we're going to say, good. For leaving the video up. For leaving the video up. Nice. Yeah, cool. Okay, what else? I have got uh, the Ghostbusters movie trailer. Ah, yes. Uh, it's, it's one of the most downvoted videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been outrage because fans of the original series are horrified at the drastic change in the yeah, female. Yeah, in that it's women. Yeah. And the fact that the black lady is yeah a little bit clumsy. Yeah, they've kind of fallen for certain stereotypes with that one, which is a shame. But it still looks good, I have so, to say. It looks like it'll be funny. I guess she's playing the role of... Winston. No, Winston okay. wasn't. Stupid. No, he was clever, wasn't he? She's kind of Ray then. Yeah. Because Ray, but Ray was very intelligent, just no, kind of crazy. The Bill Murray character. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Venkman. Yes. Peter I Venkman. think she's yes. playing him. You think? Mm. Well, kind of like an amalgam of the two. Yeah, because you're right, because Winston was like the firefighter sensible guy, wasn't he? He was like, yeah. okay, I just want and a job. I'm not a scientist, but... There is a scientist lady. Mm. An and engineer. then I reckon there's like a slightly larger lady. Maybe she's Ray. Maybe, yeah. I think they're both... Or maybe yeah. they're just completely different. Yeah, possibly. There might not be a direct thing. But I was a massive fan of Ghostbusters as a kid. Yep. And uh, I'm not bothered by this new one. I think it no, looks pretty cool. I agree. And I actually think the cast they've picked are all really good for it because they've obviously gone a more comedic route, it looks like, like straight comedy. 
And like Kristen Wiig, who's the main um, character, um, I forget what was she called. The lady who plays the the larger lady um, is also very funny. I don't know who the engineer is or the or the black lady. I've not encountered them before, but it looks really good. I have to say. What do you think about the reaction to the video? Right, the ones who are annoyed because it's all women, nah, in your face. That's bad internet. It's bad. good that it's all women. I see no problem with that. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Perfect. Shut up. These are new <laughs> sounds, all new. Uh, the second one, I have to say the thing about that, ah, it does look like they've kind of gone from, okay, right, we're now gender equal, however we're a bit racist, <laughs> is a bit silly on their part, yep. but ah, I don't think that's what they intended when they did that, I think they were just going for laughs and they wanted a complete comic relief character, it's just a shame they picked a black lady on the back of everything that's happened and didn't realise that was going to be an issue. Yeah. So I can understand the internet having a problem with that. I don't personally, but eh, good slash mediocre internet, I suppose. Get to work. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, internet, get to work. Get to work, problem. damn it. Um, okay. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, The Beef. Oh, is oh, this yes. going to be bad already? Oh, I, I think it sort of dooms itself by having him in the title, doesn't it? <laughs> well, his heartbeat is now apparently available for live streaming. Oh, wait. No, so, this, no go, carry on, sorry, carry on. Yeah, so Walking Hollywood masterpiece Shia LaBeouf is offering the internet the chance to get closer to him than ever before, but don't let that utterly terrify you. The actor's latest offer has nothing to do with paper bags, paraphrasing footballers, or running around museums in Amsterdam 144 times. Sporting Lycra in a single dreadlock, all of which he's done before on the internet. <laughs> Instead, the 28-year-old will be live-streaming his heartbeat for the next week as part of a new meta-modern performance art piece with his previous hashtag I am sorry collaborators, Nastya Sade Ronko and Luke Turner. I hope I said her name right, his name right, I'm not sure. The project, called Follow My Heart, was announced at the SXSW Festival. And literally, you'll be able to go online and see his heartbeat. Oh, that's that's quite sweet. Is I like it? that. <laughs> boom 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 no, but what, what if he's like, you know, at it? <laughs> or if he's on treadmill. Yeah, he's exercising. I, I think that, no, I like that. That sounds mm. good. Okay, interesting. All right. I'm giving that a good. I am surprised, but fair enough. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, all right. I've got, I've got this. I'm not sure about it. Go on, I'm intrigued. Michelle Moon mm-hmm. picked up a guy at an awards ceremony. She right. thought he were a kid in a suit. Oh, yes. Yes, I Turned did see this. Turned out to be a, a fully grown in man. In Vietnam, right? I yeah. Think. Uh, she tweeted about it and there were loads of people commenting mm-hmm. saying, I can't believe you put this public. must be so humiliating for him and stuff. But in the pictures... Yeah. Have you seen the photo? Yeah, he very much looks like a kid, to be fair. He looks pretty happy as well to me. Yeah, he does. Pretty happy that some beautiful woman's just picked him up in his life, <laughs> holding him. But the thing is, he's not even just like... Like, he's a full grown adult and you go, oh, so he was 18 or 19. No, he's like in his 40s, apparently. Or so they said. What do you think to her post in the picture? Well, I can understand that. She's a politician. Um, you know, for those of you who aren't aware of Michelle Moen, look her up. It's M-O-N-E. Um, she's a conservative politician and I think a fashion worker of some kind. She's like a fashion designer or something like that, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, she's doing what politicians do, isn't it? It's that thing, you you know, you kiss babies, you go on TV and you look at me. I'm, and you she's pick up fully grown men. Exactly. And well, in that case, yeah, she's just, I am super strong. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, I mean, obviously she didn't know. Um, I think it's good internet to be taking the mickey, because that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oof. I think it's good internet to be taking the mickey, because that is hilarious. Yeah. However, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. Bad internet for taking the mickey to that extent, I suppose. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fair play to her sharing the video. She's just doing what politicians do. Make of that what you will. Yeah, it's fine, isn't it? It's fine. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's one of those bad. things. Whenever People you see are overreacted. Exactly. And whenever you see a politician pick up a kid, it's never made me want to vote for him. So it doesn't make me not want to vote for her because she picked up an adult. I wasn't going to vote for her anyway, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think we've sorted that one. Right, let me see. Um, okay, we have another one, which is that a car crash victim is suing Snapchat after being hit by a teenager who was using the app's speed filter. I saw this. Yeah. This is awful. The speed on the Snapchat filter hit 113 miles per hour. Uh, and she, the, the, this is the driver posting, and she said, I'm about to post it. The lawsuit has been filed against social media giant Snapchat after the said teenager allegedly used the app while driving and crashed, severely injuring another person. Lawyers said that Crystal McGee, who's 18, was using Snapchat's speed filter as she was driving a car, but became distracted and crashed into another road user at more than 100 miles an hour. The driver of the second car, Wentworth Maynard, was left disabled and in need of constant care. His lawyers are now filing charges against Miss McGee and Snapchat for negligence, holding that the speed filter in which users can record their speed and impose it on an image is inherently dangerous and distracts drivers. I totally agree with that. I do too, actually, yeah. It, 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 why you would do that, it seems like one of those things, oh, I know what we can do, we can link into the GPS and show them what their speed is. Yeah, but that's clearly going to be misused really quickly. Yeah. Um, case in point. People are stupid. They are. I don't know how long this, this filter's been around, but we already have, you know, a near fatality at more than 100 miles. It's, it's been around for quite a while. Has it? Okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, McGee had her phone in her hand and she started driving fast, said her lawyers in a sta- said his lawyers rather in a statement. One of her co-workers in the back seat was pregnant. She asked McGee to consider this fact and slow down, but McGee was caught up in a Snapchat smartphone app for sharing photos and videos with friends. McGee wanted to post an image of herself going fast. She argued that she was just trying to get the car to 100 miles per hour to post it on Snapchat. Oh, well then. Meanwhile, Mr. Maynard was pulling onto the road, which had a speed limit of 55 miles an hour. So, yeah, I think that's got to be a bad one, hasn't it? It does, yeah. Let me... Uh... Bad Snapchat. But... Game over. Oh, <laughs> Slow motion. Creepy. Game Yeah, over. definitely bad. Yeah. So what about the lawsuit, though? Good. But is it Snapchat's fault, or is it her fault? Well, it's her fault, but Snapchat should have seen this sort of stuff coming anyway, mm. and I don't think it's a useful filter. I think it's no, stupid. No, yeah. I think it's, it's one of those things where you have that fine line, because my instinct when these things happen is the technology's there to be used if you use it in a bad way. Like her saying, oh, I wanted to reach 100 miles an hour to put it on Snapchat. Well, that's illegal. We've just covered it at 55 yeah. mile an hour limit. Especially it's already in, illegal. She was so, doing double the speed limit. Exactly. So it's already illegal what she's doing. Is it the app's fault or is it her fault? I don't know. It's a strange one. But I think... Mixed with both, I'd say. So I think yeah. the, the lawsuit brings it to light yeah. that people are doing this and that they need to stop. Yeah. So I'm going to go... Good. Intriguing. All right. Good stuff. Uh, let me see what else we have. Tombstoning. Have you heard of Tombstoning. Is it where you jump off a cliff? It is, yes. Into water. Mm-hmm. You have to find the highest rock to leap from, giving jumpers enough time to change their body position to resemble a tombstone falling into the sea. Uh, <laughs> it's been invented initially as a way to keep cool during sizzling temperatures, but as the challenges have become more and more daunting, some have experienced horrific injuries, predictably, as a result of jumping into shallow or rocky waters. Yep. So, good internet, bad internet. The donkey... Bad. 
Baz. Okay. Tombstoning is stupid. It is. So you, in, if you want to jump off something high, go to your mm. local diving board where it's safe. Yeah, that's fair. The problem with all of these is there's so many of these things which are like, you know, they, they turn up as a challenge or a punk thing to do, like planking or like all these different ones. Like another few that are on here, McDiving is the one that I think is hilarious. Have you heard of McDiving? Is it eating McDonald's while you're jumping into water? Actually, no, that's an interesting one. This is This is more, it's not as dangerous, but basically... It involves going into a McDonald's and diving across the counter. (laughs) (laughs) You just dive across the counter. Um, I'll try that next time I'm in there. Apparently to such a degree that a lot of uh, town centre McDonald's franchises have had to start hiring bouncers at peak times. (laughs) Because this has happened a lot. That's pretty bad. Um, Another one, gallon smashing. Uh, which is where in the, in America, obviously, you buy milk by the gallon, you buy things like that by the gallon. It involves going into a shop and throwing... Either I think there's a couple of different interpretations. One of it is just smashing a gallon of milk or whatever on the floor, all over a clean floor. Oh my God. The other one is you throw it up in the air, dive on the floor before it lands, and a couple of different ones. <laughs> uh, but again, not super dangerous necessarily, but messy and kind of inconvenient for the shops. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have the ever-present gun selfies. Oh, no, I didn't... Oh, there have been so many. There have been several someone, people who have shot themselves. There was a guy who shot, like, 15-year-old or something, who shot himself in the yeah, head. Yeah, shot himself in the head, because they they look like me and my gun, and it's not loaded, which is an old story, really. Um, and then, obviously, planking, which has had several people die, including one 20-year-old man who was planking on a seven-story building in Australia, who apparently fell off. See, when I did planking, mm-hmm. it was on a floor... Yeah. At a wedding. Mm-hmm. Might have been my own wedding. It was, in fact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so much safer than on a yeah. building. But I think that the problem with any of those sorts of things is, like, it's funny if you just do it in a random, like, oh, I'm on grass, here I am lying down, or I'm at the side of the thing, and then someone goes, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we led in a road? And then someone goes, oh, I bet I can climb that lamppost. And then I'll plank, and it just graduates from there, doesn't it? Yeah. But I kind of, I'm always torn with these things, because on the one hand, it's dangerous, and it encourages some dangerous things. On the other hand, it's a little bit natural selection, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and some of them are hilarious. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, how far are you prepared to go for your selfie? I want to go with this. Fatality. Because, yeah. Make of it what you will. Make of this what you will. <laughs> um, okay, let me see what else I've got. I've got one which is basically more of a PSA than anything else, uh, which is that um, Hotmail, MSN and Google have had a bunch of passwords stolen again. Uh, it looks like there's been a massive breach of security exposing, quote, hundreds of millions of account details for many popular email services and websites. Alex Holden, Chief of Information Security Officer of Hold Security, has told Reuters that 272.3 million usernames and passwords have been stolen from users of Hotmail, Yahoo Mail, Google's Gmail, and Mail.ru, which is Russia's largest email service. So you might want to change your passwords. I better get changing my passwords then. Yeah, get changing. Uh, Google have told TechRadar they're already looking into the issue and Mail.ru told Reuters that they are in the process of discovering the affected accounts. Microsoft, who own Hotmail, said they already have security measures in place to detect account compromise. Yahoo hasn't yet responded. So there we go. Um, I guess change your password for the, for security's sake. Yeah. But 272 million accounts and usernames is probably not a lot by their standards, really, I guess. They're going to have billions, aren't they? they Gmail probably, and Hotmail. Yeah, I think they would. It's just whether you're one of the unlucky ones, so I guess it depends. How attached to your password are you, and are you a gambler? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, here you go. <laughs> you feeling lucky, punk? Okay, does that bring us to the end of Good Internet, Bad Internet? That's the end of Good Internet, Bad Internet. And so we move to Balance Point.
Welcome back to the show. So, we were talking about um, phones. Because I'm curious to see, uh, this is sort of a divergence from our usual, like, really slick and smooth segment-to-segment segment style. <laughs> um, but we were just comparing notes on, on phones and what we're going to get next sort of thing. Because we've both been HTC peeps up to this point, I think. Well, I've been Team HTC for probably ten years now. Since the hero. No. Um, oh, just after. I had a Titan. Oh, wow, okay. Which was written with yeah. the Windows 5 operating mm-hmm. system the super retro tech. And uh, I've loved HTC, but mm-hmm. just recently it's it's the software that's letting them down. I think apps that make you keep looking at them. Yeah, like I want to uninstall Facebook because I'm sick of Facebook. Yeah, and it's it's just battery draining. That's it. Yeah, and if you try and uninstall it, it mm-hmm. just says uh, you cannot uninstall this app. But you can restore it to the factory version. Which means it's still there and still running, which is still going to And it's going to bitch about updates yeah, as well. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Do you so, want to log into Facebook? Do you want to connect to HTC Sense? Do you want to do it? Yeah. And, and that smart remote, mm-hmm. you don't like that, do you? I really hate it. Peel smart remote. It's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying that a smart remote app isn't a useful thing to have. I have no need for it. I don't have that many things that I, I use think, on my telly, so I don't need it. I think it's had an update recently. Has it? And I think it's opening for no yeah. reason but this is the thing I don't even mind if an app is packed on the phone if you know they've, they've done a deal with that app person they made more money on it fine whatever but don't have it constantly like periodically it sends you little things saying do you want to use this and if you accidentally hit that thing it opens it up and then you're trapped in this thing of hey sign up to this thing does and my head in <laughs> trying to exit it's really difficult it, like, like it's not really apparent of like okay I don't go away and like you say, you can't uninstall it. Because I looked at installing... There's different apps you can use in place of Facebook, aren't there? To still access Facebook. Yeah, well, you can just access it on the Yeah, web. on the web. Or like there was one called Metal that I used for a little while. But then I realised I couldn't get rid of the Facebook app off the phone. So it was pointless. I was using yeah, that as well as. Yeah, you use the Facebook app. Um, but yeah, I have to say, I mean, I still like Android as opposed to Apple. I'm, I'm an Android fanboy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'd be looking at stock Android phones, mm. like Nexus. Mm, yeah. Uh, I think, did you say that one of the Nexus is made by HTC? Yeah, I think so. The new so, one's going to be. Cause the, the 7, I think it is. For me, the hardware's been okay. Yeah. Yeah, Mostly. I agree, actually. And and things like like HTC were, were good for the design and the forward-facing speakers and stuff. Yeah, and like it is quality sound. When I play music through my phone, mm. people are like, is that, is that just your phone? I'm like, yeah. 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 But even the new, like the ten is sort of doing away with that to some degree as well, isn't it? Because it's going to have a tweeter and a woofer, but not proper, proper forward-facing speakers. Right. So it's not going to have the same output. I've not really looked at it because I'm not due a phone for another mm. like it's over twelve months. Yeah. So I've not really been. Not actually looked. And I'm kind of. What do you think yeah. to Samsung? I don't. Well, I didn't like Samsung. Mm. So I used to get people giving me the phones, oh, can you just do this? And it had mm-hmm. that horrible squiggly font on it. Yeah. And it was slow as hell. Yeah. And the the software was awful. But I don't know what it's like now. It's an older one. Well, I've got seen a, any new ones. a Galaxy Tab, which is what this is, which I really like. But this is about 18 months old now. Um, from looking at the S6, that was really, really nice, actually. One of my yeah, friends has one. the Edge one. Yeah, the Edge is, is fantastic. But I, the only thing about that was I kind of look like that's a lot of screen... To break first of all, so you know it's gonna be well expensive to replace. Yeah, and it's curved. And it's curved, and then the side things. I don't know what I'd use those for. 
Like, I know you're using for, like, like you just so you don't have to. And, yeah, I think it's so the buttons can be down there. You don't have to fiddle with the front of the screen. Yeah. But, like, I, I you know, I mean, my phones are all in ridiculous waterproof hard case things because I'm quite hard on them. So funny. Well, that's not going to be doable with an edge, is it? Or you could, but then you'll just have the front screen anyway, so. No, but they sell it without the edge. D- yeah, yeah, there's the standard version. There's the S6 and then the S6 Edge or the S7 and the S7 Edge. Ah, anyway, right, yes, first world tech debates. But yeah, you um, can access the internet on those devices. This so is then true. listen to the world, to the world, world wide show. I speak. Which you can find on um there's an app called Podcast Addict, that's one of the best ones. You can hit subscribe, you can find us on um SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yes. That's the one I use. Forward slash world dash wide dash will dash show. Yeah. Or just search World Wide Will Show, that's, that's what probably, I do. Probably the best way. Yeah. Also on iTunes, we're also on Facebook, Worldwide Will Radio, and on Twitter, Worldwide Wilkov. So there you go. And now we move to Balance Point. So, for those of us who are in the UK, obviously we've just had some local elections, which are freshly out of the way, and Jeremy Corbyn is already under fire for what are being called disappointing results. So, it looks grim for the left-leaning leader of the Labour Party in the news, or does it? Well, Mm. just going off what I think I know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which may or may not be right, didn't Labour only lose one council and... They lost a handful of seats, but they didn't lose... They lost that one council. Yep, that's correct. And in yeah. fact, the Conservatives have in fact lost more council seats than Labour. Uh, despite the huge attention being paid to the performance of Jeremy Corbyn's party, the Conservatives actually suffered a net loss of more than twice as many council seats as Labour from final local results. With all but one of 124 contested councils having finally declared their results, it can be revealed that the Tories are down 47 seats compared to 18 for Labour. So what's going on here? Because this conflicts with pre-election analysis that had predicted Labour might lose as many as 150 seats. And the Conservatives have also lost overall control of Elmbridge Borough Council in Surrey, where votes were not counted until Saturday. But this was partly due to boundary changes, and which reduced the number of council seats from 60 to 48. Now, Mr Corbyn's critics can point to the fact that the net loss of Labour council seats still books the trend, because usually the opposition party makes big gains in local government elections between yeah. terms. And on Thursday, Labour also lost 13 Scottish Parliament seats, with the party being relegated to third place behind the Conservatives in Scotland. But Mr Corbyn, who already insisted we hung on and grew support in a lot of places, might be entitled to counter that by saying that Labour had started from a high watermark of the 2012 local elections, when the party did much better than its poll rating, and gained seats. So Labour were kind of starting from a position where they were in advance anyway, so for them to gain seats, as the trend would be, was probably unlikely. But... In other areas, the BBC, which, in spite of myself, I, as a former journalist, often like to think that it's a bastion of journalistic excellence, but it's instead declaring that it's a disaster for Corbyn and the Labour Party. I read, I saw something mm. about this today, mm-hmm. and it, it was accompanied by a false map, Yeah, which was like showing the council seats, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't. Yeah, when you and look at most red. of it, it's a sea of red with some blue like, speckles. No, that's not how it, it panned out. Mm-hmm. So, why do we think this is? Well, according to an article by Kerry Anna Mendoza of The Canary, which is an online news source, uh, the BBC political editor, Lara Koonsberg, who has obviously been under fire directly with her coverage following the local election, 
Uh, and it's been dismissed by a lot of people as nothing short of propaganda, in fact. So how did we get here? Well, according to Mendoza, the current state of BBC News and politics makes much more sense when you see who has been appointed to plot its course. Yeah, somebody buddies with uh, Osborne. The BBC Trust is responsible for granting licences to all BBC outlets and stations, so they're basically responsible to whether or not you, as a BBC outlet, get a licence. Managing value for money on licence fee payments and the direction of BBC editorial and creative output. So they sort of set the sort of things they want you to cover. The trust consists of 12 trustees and is headed by Rona Fairhead. Now she happens to also have been a long-time board member of HSBC Bank. And as also writing on the Canary, James Wright, the reporter, mentioned earlier this year, Fairhead has entrenched ties to the Tory government. In fact, she and Osborne are old friends. Fairhead worked for the Conservative government as a cabinet office member until being appointed by the previous Conservative Cultural Secretary, Sajid Javid, as the new head of the BBC Trust. She is still business ambassador for David Cameron. Fairhead has also sat on the board of HSBC directors for a long time, and what is even more shocking than her other Conservative links are claims that she was actually appointed chairwoman of the BBC Trust to keep a lid on Cameron's involvement in covering up a billion pound fraudulent HSBC scam on British shoppers. You can find that news story also on the uh, Canary. Whistleblower Nicholas Wilson made various freedom of information requests that confirmed that Fairhead's appointment did not follow proper procedure. She was rushed to the position after the application date closed, with no mention of her on any contemporary media shortlist. Her appointment does not coincide with the normal process, and many questioned why a business tycoon was right for the job, but what it did coincide with was a string of interconnected visits from the BBC, HSBC, the Houses of Parliament, and the Financial Conduct Authority to Wilson's website, where he details the scam and the FCA and Cameron's involvement in covering it up. So he's sort of stretching, he's you know, making some conclusions there as to, you know, a massive amount of visits to this site that expose this potential scam, and suddenly she gets appointed to overview the BBC. Hmm. Now, as it happens, the conflicts of interest don't actually stop at Fairhead. The Director of News and Current Affairs at the BBC, James Harding, is a former employee of the Murdoch Press, so The Sun, etc., well, and Sky, now. Blech. While editor of the Times newspaper, he was responsible for exposing the identity of police blogger Nightjack by hacking the blogger's email accounts, which his legal team then covered up during a court case against the action. Harding has gone on the record as being, quote, pro-Israel. Now, these are not trivial conflicts of interest. These conflicts of interest affect the reporting of news and politics at the BBC in a very real way. In 2013, researchers at Cardiff University undertook a major content analysis of BBC coverage, funded in part by the BBC Trust. They studied the impartiality of BBC reporting across several years, including the Israel-Palestine conflict, the EU, business and economics, and politics. Now, what they came out with was that whichever party is in power, the Conservative Party is granted more airtime. On BBC News at 6, business representatives outnumbered train union spokespersons by more than 5 to 1. That was 11 versus 2 in 2007 and by 19 to 1 in 2012. When it comes to the financial crisis, BBC coverage was almost completely dominated by stockbrokers, investment bankers, hedge fund managers and other city voices. While civil society voices or commentators who question the benefits of having such a large finance sector were almost completely absent. On top of this, BBC reporting of Israel-Palestine has been really partisan, and it has, to be fair, when you look at it. And in 2013, they, they suggest we find out one reason why. A devastating report by Electronic Intifada revealed that Rafi Berg, online editor for BBC News, was instructing journalists to skew reports on Israel-Palestine in favour of Israel. 
While hundreds of Palestinians were losing their lives during Israel's eight-day assault on the Gaza Strip in 2012, Berg was emailing journalists with guidance to maintain a pro-Israel tone in their reports. This comes from the report. In one, he asked BBC colleagues to word their stories in a way which does not put blame or put undue emphasis on Israel for starting the prolonged attacks. Instead, he encouraged journalists to promote the Israeli government line that the offensive was aimed at ending rocket fire from Gaza. This was despite the fact that Israel broke a ceasefire when it attacked Gaza on the 14th of November, a ceasefire which the Palestinians had been observing, firing no rockets into Israel. So, what can we draw from this? Well, as this is balance point, please don't take my word for it. These are sources that I've been and looked at, and this is their stance on it. Read around it, read around everything. If a news story appears, if it's the BBC, if it's the Independent, if it's the Guardian, all things that you would think were good news sources, read more. Check out other sources, check out the opposition. Even, dare I say it, check out the conservative sort of papers and the outright fascist papers. <coughs> the sun. And look around <laughs> these sorts of things and see what there is out there. And then, if they cite sources, go to those sources. No news story is entirely trustworthy. No news source is entirely trustworthy. Not even this one. Not even this one. So, do your own reading, peeps. And that is Balance Point. <laughs> And now, it's my non-news story of the week. Oh yeah, the moment you've all been waiting for. So, this story is from the County Gazette in Taunton. That's where I go for exciting news. And, uh, police were called to reports of a man walking in the road on Lysiuk's <laughs> Way in Taunton. The force were called at 10.30am yesterday after a man was reportedly walking in the middle of the road and walking in and out of the traffic. Oh, what? Upon arrival, the officers could not find the man, so stood down. <laughs> so nothing happened? Yeah, a man walked in the road. People said, hey, it might be dangerous that this guy walking in the road. The police got there, the guy was gone, shocking nobody, and that was that. And it made the newspaper. <laughs> Amazing. Wouldn't it be nice, though? It also, it, it, I love the thing I love about non-news is it would be great if there was genuinely that little to report on. Like, hey, nothing bad's happening. This guy went for a bit of a walk, wound up in the road. People were a bit worried, but don't worry, it all worked out. Do you, reckon, do you reckon there was ever a day when nothing bad happened? No, I don't. I think Damn. People, people die like all the time and stuff. It's just normal. It happens. I think the, the thing we get now, though, is there's this tendency to go, oh, we only ever get bad news. Yeah, but there's ne like 7 billion plus people... And we get the world's news constantly. So, like, it seems like, like, there was a bit there where it seemed like there was a shooting or something horrible every day for, like, the start of 2016. In America, there was, like, a shooting, a public shooting every single day. And you go, yeah, there have always been these sorts of things, though, but normally they'd happen on the other side of the world. You'd never hear about them. Yeah. Now, you know, the BBC or Sky or whatever your news source is brings it to you 24-7 constantly. There's that. And there's so much of it that the guy talking is talking. And then at the bottom, there's a little barrier that comes across with more of it. I find as well that the older people can't mm. deal with all this information. Yeah, they it's don't too much. know how to. Mm -hmm. They just think the world's gone to. Exactly, to pot. Yeah. Oh, it's all gone to hell in a handbasket. Like, oh, it, yeah. it, it was so much better in the good old days. It's like, no, actually, mm. all this stuff happened. It's just you didn't hear about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And like, like, and you get people, oh, like, oh, things were better in the old days. Not really. In the early 40s and the late 30s, you couldn't turn a light on in Britain without the Luftwaffe bombing the living hell out of it. I mean, Dora O'Brien said that. Like, it wasn't better. It was just different. And then in the 60s, 70s and 80s, you couldn't attend a Top of the Pops 
filming without yeah. being felt up. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The constant, like, and, the, and then it being covered up completely. Yeah. And people calling you a liar. So, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the 50s, the 30s, all these times where there was racial segregation and all these other issues, but then, oh, better in the old days. No, not better in the old days. But anyway, I like my non-news. I do too. I think it's, it's fun. It's a nice note of calm in an otherwise crazy world. But I, I think you have to have that filter, don't you, though? Like with your news source, you have to know when to push stop. I've stopped watching the news, I'll be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I read it. I go to like the headline pages for a bunch of different things and I read what the headlines are. I get and my then news. I investigate the ones I think are important. I don't know whether to be ashamed about this, but I get my news from Twitter. Nah, <laughs> that's not necessarily. You just, just have to be wary. I just click on it and I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And then I'll come off. I think, or MSN. <laughs> well, I think Twitter's a really good source for instant as it's happening news. Yeah. So when there's a massive crisis like the Paris attacks or like the Boston bombing, you know, a few years ago and those sorts of things, yeah. you can find real-time news in inverted commas because obviously it's very subjective. It's people on the ground who are panicky. Yeah. But you find out sometimes more from that than not. However, the risk is what happened after the Boston bombing, for example, was Reddit went mental with like people's tweets and pictures of this and people oh they tried to I, catch exactly catch falsely them, identified about three people yeah which is like, dangerous yeah totally because if people assume they're the guy they see them walking down the street they've got no idea because they're not on twitter that day or at all you know what i mean and then they get shot because people are like oh it's a terrorist so it is risky but i think you do also get more cutting edge news as well yeah so you know this is it hipster news Indeed. So as ever, peeps, again, read more. Find out more about it before making a decision. Hear about more hipster news next week on the World Wide Will Show. On the World Wide Will Show. Like, subscribe and share. Indeed. Facebook, Twitter, Podcast Addict and iTunes and many more. This has been the World Wide Will Show and we will see you next week. The internet's aloha. Later.